Nathan, what are you? What have you decided to go on tomorrow? Probably maybe some of the same rides today and a new ride, Guardians of the Galaxy. DCL Duo fans, we want to take a minute to thank our amazing sponsors over at Touring Plans Travel. We use Touring Plans Travel to book our own fabulous Disney Cruise Line vacations and love the experience and service we get from our travel specialist at Touring Plans Travel and know you will too. So if you're looking to book your next fabulous Disney Cruise Line vacation, Disney vacation, or really any cruise or land-based vacation, head over to touringplans.com travel for a free quote. Let them know that the DCL Duo sent you to help support our show, but we're confident that you are going to have the same great experience that we do when we use Touring Plans Travel. So thanks Touring Plans Travel for sponsoring the show and now on to our episode. All right, hey everybody, it's the uh, DCL Duo coming to you live from the Grand California. Well, not necessarily live, we're recording this, but we're on a balcony in our room at the Grand Californian and uh, we thought we'd just uh, talk a little bit about the trip so far. So Sam, how is it being back at the Grand Cal? amazing and very weird at the same time. (laughs) It's just, it's weird to be back around so many people and, you know, you don't have to be wear masks here now if you're fully vaccinated. So most people are walking around without masks on both outside and inside here at the Grand Californian and out at Downtown Disney. Our balcony right here that we're sitting on overlooks Downtown Disney. And we're looking at the California churro stand. Brian keeps correcting me. So I'm laughing as I say the word because I normally say churro, but he has taught me it's churro. So I'm trying to say it correctly. To be clear, I don't know what the appropriate pronunciation is, but <laughs> I don't think it's churro. <laughs> it's, it's probably churro. <laughs> anyway, we're overlooking downtown Disney. So it's just it's just strange to see people walking around um, without masks on, frankly, where we are in the Seattle area. Everyone, except when they're spread apart, like in a park, are basically wearing masks everywhere. So that part is weird. But it's great to be back. You know, the weather is beautiful here in California. The Disney magic is here in California. And not not the ship. Just to be clear, the Disney magic, the ship is not in California. It is off the coast of the United Kingdom currently. But the magic I think Sam is talking about is definitely, definitely here. Sam, what are you most excited about for this trip? Oh, that's so hard. I'm going to say Web Slingers. The new ride at the Avengers campus that's Spider-Man themed. I'm not a huge Spider-Man fan. It's not he's not my favorite character from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But the ride sounds really cool with being able to shoot webs from your hand. So that's what I'm probably most excited about is that ride. I am looking forward to an even more relaxed Disneyland vacation because there is no early entry. And so the parks open at 9 a.m. normal hours and we can do the same thing we did or I did at Disney World, which is grab my boarding pass for Web Slingers at 7 a.m. Hopefully, fingers crossed, but got some great tips from Chris Bright, who was here a couple days ago or for a few days. And so 
going to put some of those tips into action. A little disappointed with our dining this time around. We, we made a last minute trip, so there were not a lot of reservations left for dining. So not the greatest dining in the world. But um, it, what's the uh, so, Sam, tell everybody what the great new perk is at the Grand Cal right now due to COVID. You can get takeout delivered from the downtown Disney area. So because there's no room service. Uh, instead of room service, you can, I think, mobile order delivery like it's your very own Uber Eats, I guess, delivery uh, from downtown Disney. I'm not sure what vendors are on there or what restaurants are on there because we have not checked that yet. But I'm planning on checking it in the morning because maybe I don't have to walk to Starbucks. Maybe I can mobile order Starbucks to me. <laughs> what, do you, what about you, Brian? Uh, in the post-COVID era, I think we could all do a little bit more walking. So I'm looking <laughs> forward to walking to Starbucks. But yeah, I don't know if we'll get a chance to check out the downtown Disney ordering or not. But yeah, so far, excited to be back at the Grand Cal. Uh, I was a little emotional walking into the lobby this evening. And we caught sight of the Incredicoaster and the big Ferris wheel and Pixar Pier. And so excited for that. I've only got park reservations in the California Adventure right now. So I'm hoping that we can park hop over to the uh, Disneyland at some point during the trip because I'd love to get me back on some pirates and maybe a little haunted mansion and some of those classic rides that uh, I really love here. So anyway, we're going to keep recording throughout the weekend of first impressions, uh, especially around Avengers Campus. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy it. Welcome back, everybody, to the DCL Duo Podcast, special edition on the road with the duo at Disney's Grand Californian Hotel at the Disneyland Resort. Wanted to continue our trip report updates here on our trip to Disneyland for Father's Day weekend and give you the update on day one, the first half of the day, our first time back in the parks, and we started with Disney's California Adventure. So, Sam... Let's actually start with before we entered the parks today, we had a 6.45 a.m. wake up call. Why do we get up so early when the parks don't open until 9 a.m.? Well, today it wasn't to go get our Starbucks like it normally is in Seattle. Instead, it was to get up early for a 7 a.m. time to attempt to reserve a boarding pass for either Rise of the Resistance or Web Slingers. We tried for Web Slingers this morning because we were headed to Disney's California Adventure Park. Were we successful? Absolutely not. Epic fail. Epic fail. So a couple of pro tips we learned. One was we did do the thing that I learned from Derek and Doug at Rope Drop Radio. I did the speed tests in the room on Wi-Fi and cellular. And I can tell you cellular blazingly fast at 5G. Wi-Fi, snail's pace. So we went on cellular. But our big mistake was that when we got to the screen where it had the tickets, we hit select all and then hit join. And unfortunately, our legacy pass holder passes still count as potential park tickets, but they're not active park tickets. And so when we hit join, we aired out. And at that point, it was game over because those web slingers boarding passes gone in five seconds. So just to quickly explain what we're talking about, if you've done Rise of the Resistance, you know the boarding pass process. Uh, if you've done it at Disney World recently post-pandemic, same kind of setup here where you can go on at 7 a.m. to get a boarding pass. If you fail to secure a boarding pass at 7 a.m., you can get one at noon here. Here, you can only get the boarding pass for the park that you have the reservation in. So obviously, if you're at Disneyland, you can get a boarding pass potentially for Rise of the Resistance at 7 a.m. If you're at California Adventure with your park pass, you can potentially get a pass at Web Slingers at 7 a.m. But you, even if you have a park hopper ticket, you cannot at 7 a.m. try to secure a boarding pass for the park that you're not uh, that you don't have a reservation into. At noon, however, they open up a new slot of boarding groups. And at that point, you can cross parks no matter where you are. 
to try and get a boarding pass for Rise or Web Slingers. So it is possible at the noon time frame, if you rode Rise or Web Slingers in the morning, to ride the other one in the afternoon. What you absolutely can never do is ride the same ride twice in a day, and the stars are going to have to align pretty heavily for you to get on both in a day. Now, Sam, we try to get at noon, we learn from our mistakes, but were we successful in getting a boarding pass? Heck yeah, we were. That's right. We're going to be using our Spidey Sense this afternoon at the new Avengers campus. So we're pretty excited about that. We'll come back uh, later this evening, maybe at dinner time, and talk to you about our experience at Avengers campus. I'm pretty excited about that. So can't wait to check that that out. But Sam, what was it like going into California Adventure for the first time in 15 months this morning? It was awesome. I loved um, heading into the park this morning. We were able to enter through the back entrance, the Grand Californian entrance, which is my favorite way to enter California adventure park we headed right over to soren around the world and we waited just about maybe 15 20 minutes but we were waiting for the ride to actually open so we didn't really wait in any kind of long line it was really just the ride had not yet opened so sam we were heading into california adventure park this morning but before we did decided to fuel up and normally we would brand plug starbucks here and go (laughs) rope drop the starbucks in downtown disney in order to get our starbucks fix and breakfast again much like web slingers unsuccessful what happened there for folks out there who are planning to visit disneyland right now what's the what's the tip that you got okay so first i will say we are not sponsored by starbucks so feel free to drink whatever coffee but we could be starbucks if you're listening (laughs) uh, i go every morning i love your coffee Send the dollars our way. But so feel free to have your coffee beverage of choice. But anyway, I went downstairs from our hotel room uh, through the lobby over to the uh, entrance to downtown Disney. And there was a huge line at one of the security uh, areas. Actually, one of the security areas was closed and said they weren't going to open till 9 or 9.30. And then the other area that was supposed to be open, I guess at 7.30, was getting ready to open. But there was a really long line of people waiting to get into downtown Disney. So my thought was, because I was I got in line, I overheard a bunch of people talking. Most of them sounded like they had the same plan of going to Starbucks. So I decided, you know what, I'm not waiting in a long security line and I'm not waiting in a long Starbucks line because Starbucks didn't have mobile order open. So let me tell uh, our listeners how we ended up getting breakfast, which was we went to or I went to the Craftsman Grill, which is kind of a, I think, a fast, casual and grab and go type place here at the Grand Cal that is normally open. They were having some kind of technical issues this morning, so they did not have walk in open, but they did have mobile order open. So what they had you do and I was standing right there, they were giving out actually free coffees, which I didn't realize until after, of course, I mobile ordered. So I paid for our coffee. Uh, Anyway, so I mobile ordered on my phone. Then I had to walk over to a woman to show her my uh, order number. And then she pushed it through because the mobile order times that you were entering for food were like, you know, two hours later. But it wasn't too bad. It took maybe 15 or 20 minutes of waiting around from the time I ordered till the time our food was ready. But I was sitting sipping a cup of hot coffee and the weather was beautiful and it was outdoors. So it was not too bad. It was just a little bit different than I had envisioned. 
envisioned our morning starting. Yeah, it's interesting. The weather here is fantastic, as it always is in Southern California. And it's funny. I just make that comment because someone said, it's hot out there. Make sure you hydrate. And I went, like, it is nothing like it was in Walt Disney World last weekend. So fantastic trip so far. It was amazing going into California Adventure this morning. I don't know, Sam, what your reactions were, but just seeing the park and seeing Pixar Pier and being back in the park, it just, you know, it felt like that kind of trite Disney vacation club thing of going home again. So it was really great to be back in the park. Hit up a lot of rides this morning. We we headed for Soren first. Unfortunately, Soren over the world, not Soren over California, but, uh, you know, Soren's great nonetheless. Tried to rope drop us some Starbucks in the park since we didn't get Starbucks before we left for the park. And uh, let me tell you, that's still the longest line at Disney's California Adventure, in my opinion. Tried to go over to Radiator Springs Racers, but the ride was broken down. So instead, we went over to Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters, and that ride actually broke down while we were in line. But you know what? It was only down for maybe 10 minutes, and it gave us just enough time for me to rush out of line with Nathan to head to the bathroom as he had a bathroom in line emergency. And as most parents know, when your kid has to go to the bathroom, you go right away. So we snaked back through the exit to get back in to meet up with Brian and got right onto the ride. Yeah, and then we headed over to Pixar Pier to do a few of Nathan's very favorite rides, the Silly Symphony Swings, which he absolutely loves. And we hit up Goofy Sky School for pilot and training, uh, Nathan. (laughs) And uh, Mobile Ordered Flows V8 Cafe. Pro tip right now at Disneyland is that the food situation is not great. There's lots of what used to be the quick serve places that are open, but the lines are long and the mobile ordering can fill up quickly. And so I actually mobile ordered our lunch from our hotel room at 7.30 in the morning or 8 o'clock in the morning before we even left for the day. I went on, I picked our time slot. I haven't I haven't checked recently, but I had heard from friends that the mobile order slots get eaten up very, very quickly. You can still do walk-up ordering, but my experience was with the mobile order. We came, we said we were here, we waited a half hour and got our food. It looked like the people who were waiting to order walk-up probably were waiting about 40 minutes-ish to 45 minutes just to order a food. And then they would also have to wait <laughs> the ensuing half hour to get the food. So pro tip is just to just mobile order. If you know where you want to where you're going to be and what you might want, I say just pick a spot, pick your time, mobile order, get your food that way. So that is pretty much our morning so far. We're back in our hotel room taking a bit of a break, enjoying the AC and actually sitting outside on our patio right now. Or We're calling DCL, do our recording studio at the Grand California, uh, the patio outside of our room that overlooks Disney Springs. And so we're going to take a couple hour break and then we're going to head back into the park, head straight for hopefully our Web Slingers ride and Avengers Campus and probably leave with more merchandise than is humanly possible for us to carry. But we are so excited. And I left lots of room in my suitcase. I just want to say I noticed your suitcase felt much lighter than mine, but I was also hauling about a half of half of a kilo of whatever podcasting equipment with me. So anyway, we're heading back into the park this afternoon. We will uh, we'll come back this evening, maybe around dinner and share our thoughts and reflections on uh, being in Avengers Campus and some of the other rides we did tonight. So stay tuned. All right, we're back. And we had our ride on Web Slingers and experienced Avengers Campus, did a little PIMS test lab food as well. So Sam, impressions of Web Slingers. I loved it. It is very similar to 
Toy Story Midway mania in the style of ride it is in that it's, you know, like a shooting at screens, but you don't have any kind of, you know, gun or shooter in your hand. Instead, it's your hands that are what operate as the shooter. And you're wearing 3D glasses just like you are in Toy Story. I I thought it was really cool, really fun, moved around a lot, a little bit of a little bit of nervousness with the spiders that might attack you and these huge spiders that start coming at you in the in the screens. Yeah, overall, I thought it was a really well done ride. How about you, Brian? Yeah, I really enjoyed the ride. I agree that it's a lot like an adult version of Midway Mania, in my opinion. But I thought that was a lot of fun. I thought it was fun not to be reliant on some sort of gun or something else to to do the uh, to do the shooting or do the video game aspect of the ride. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought it was well done. It is not like the marquee level attraction. It's like more like the Millennium Falcon of the land. So I'm really be really interested to see what the Quinjet ride looks like when it opens up. But overall, I loved Web Swingers. I would definitely do it again. Sam, we saw some people with some special add-ons and you heard a little tip from somebody about those add-ons. You want to share that with folks, you know, what the add-ons were and why or why not to get them that you heard? So there's a couple of different add-ons for the Web Slingers ride and they appear to be things that you kind of strap around your arms that can change the experience from being slinging webs to shooting I forget what it is that our energy beams like Tony Stark does out of his, you know, out of his hands in the Iron Man suit. So it's basically there's a couple different types, I think, with associated with a few different characters. And they're supposed to enhance and make your, I think, shooting more accurate. But from what I heard from folks around the parks is... It's really not worth it. It doesn't really enhance the experience and you're paying for like a $60 add-on for the ride and it's just totally not necessary. Also heard that a cast member who was selling them to someone had like basically warned the customer two or three times like this is non-refundable, this is non-refundable. And basically what they should have taken from that is you really don't need this. I think that's what the cast member was trying to say to this person. So anyway, just not a necessary thing. Yeah, for me, and I want to get Sam's overall impressions of the Avengers campus. For me, it's a lot like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So you've got kind of your Millennium Falcon style ride with web slingers, your pre-existing ride, which would have been Star Tours, although not that's not necessarily in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but like Star Tours, you have the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. And then we're waiting on this Quinjet ride to open up, much like we waited on Rise of the Resistance. You've got your Oga's Canteen team style food eatery in the PIMS testing lab. Uh, and I thought that the offerings there were a lot better. And just the atmosphere of the land is very much like you've got characters wandering around, like a fight will break out on a building. Like it's it's very kinetic, very, just very spontaneous, it feels like. And so I thought it was a really cool land overall. We saw some just cool shows. I thought we had some interesting food. And we're going to try the food again tomorrow. I think we're going to try to go there for PIMS for lunch if we can get another Web Slingers boarding pass. But Sam, what did you you think overall the land? I really enjoyed it. I wish that we had gotten to stand near the Doctor Strange show to watch, but we were headed to our Web Slingers boarding group time. And so we only got to stop for maybe a minute. So I would like to get back to the land and, and really watch the whole Doctor Strange live kind of interactive show. And then we did get to watch a lot of what was going on up on the, the Quinjet uh, building. So there was we saw a Black Panther. We saw Ant-Man, we saw Black Widow, we saw Falcon, but Captain America Falcon, who I absolutely love. Yeah, just really cool fight scenes as well. I I think it's got great energy, great immersive experience. I'd give it a thumbs up. I agree with you. Reminds me a lot of Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I I thought the land was really cool. What did you think of the food from the pin testing lab? 
I liked it, but you know I like a good um, mixed uh, popcorn and pretzel snack mix, which is what we got. And then I really enjoyed the two cocktails that we uh, that we purchased. Um, one was a honey flavored one, and the other one was kind of a fizzy one with like strawberry, not boba's, but like little fruit bubble things in it. Yeah, I'm going to be interested to see what the food is like tomorrow at the Full Pim's Kitchen if we can go there. Um, but overall, I'm really impressed with it. Can't wait to go back and kind of see it again and maybe do web slingers again. So we're just hanging out uh, in your wine country tutorial before dinner tonight. And uh, probably we'll call it a night from a podcasting standpoint, but more to come tomorrow on day two. So see everybody. Hey, everybody, we're back live from the balcony at the Grand California. We're going to call the DCL Duo Recording Studio at the Grand Cal. You can hear the streetmosphere behind us. We've had quite a day today. We did not pause in the middle of the day to do our recording. So this is going to be full day recap on day two. Amazing day. Amazing day. We ended up getting our Web Slingers boarding group at 7 a.m. And Sam, what happened at noon after we got to ride Web Slingers this morning? What happened at noon? We snagged a Rise of the Resistance boarding group for the afternoon. And so we got to ride that. And it was Nathan's first time on the ride. Yes. So a lot of firsts for our son today that we'll walk through. But pretty amazing day from the standpoint of getting to ride two marquee rides, one in Disney's California Adventure and one in Disneyland. So we did park today. Made it over to Disneyland for the first time. Sam, what was it like for you walking down Main Street for the first time in 15 months? Ugh, the best. Honestly, just seeing Walt's statue with Mickey in front of the castle, the Sleeping Beauty castle, it was just a moment, you know? It's And we took a couple of pictures and just strolling down Main Street just makes you feel like, wow, I'm home. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun today. We didn't hit we hit more rides today than we did yesterday. So we started off in the morning. We headed for Pixar Pier. I got to ride my favorite roller coaster here, the Incredicoaster. Got on there twice, walk on because it was early in the morning. The parks are really not busy in the mornings and they are letting some of the rides, they're, they're definitely letting people in pre-open and they're letting some of the rides start up pre-open. So a little bit of an ability to hop on some rides, walk on. Uh, we also did the swinging car on the Ferris wheel twice because our son loves that ride and so we did that we also did the jesse's critter carousel actually while brian was doing the incredicoaster nathan and i went on jesse's critter carousel because toy story midway mania was broken down actually for quite a long time so we rode that yesterday but we didn't ride it today and we hit up cars. We had a, so for those of you who've listened to the show for a while, you know that uh, our son has a disability. And so he qualifies for the disability access pass or the DAS pass. And so we had a DAS pass for cars just to, Dispel myth. It's not a fast pass. It is a we register that we want to go on cars and then they give us a return time that is equivalent to the wait time. So instead of standing in line where it can get difficult for our son who doesn't like waiting in long lines and has difficulty doing that and in some cases can build up too much anticipation for the ride and make it really hard for him to actually ride the ride. Uh, we can wait someplace else and then return after we've satisfied the wait time. Uh, our son is now joining us in the recording studio to eat. I don't know why Mickey shaped food tastes better, but we did pick up some Mickey-shaped beignets tonight from the French market over in Orleans Square. And so uh, we are pretty excited to dig into these Mickey-shaped beignets at some point. But you know what? While Nathan's standing here, you can hear it from him. Nathan, first time on the podcast. I want to ask you a question, buddy. What did you think of Rise of the Resistance? It was awesome. And we think it's actually the longest ride in Disneyland. It's longer than any of the rides we've gone on. 
All right. I don't know if that's d- demonstrably true, but we're going to take it. Nathan, what are you? What have you decided to go on tomorrow? Probably maybe some of the same rides today and a new ride, Guardians of the Galaxy. All right, you heard it here first. We'll come back tomorrow and let you know if Nathan actually makes it on Guardians and what he thinks about it. But today was actually some firsts for Nathan. So in addition to the rides I mentioned, we we did Web Slingers again. We did Rise of the Resistance, first time for Nathan. He loved it, loved, absolutely loved the ride. And we did Pirates, which uh, which he really kind of, he enjoyed. I don't know that it's his ride, but it's one of my favorites. I think the Pirates at Disneyland is far superior to the one at Walt Disney World. And so anytime we're here, I need to go on the Pirates ride. We also tried Snow White. Sam, what did you think of the new refurb of uh, Snow White? I thought they did a really nice job. It's called Snow White's Enchanted Wish. Um, it's just at one of these, you know, smaller kid, slow going rides. It's not too scary. There's the evil witch in a couple of places. It's, you know, at one of these dark rides. I thought they did a really nice job. Uh, some some nice scre- use of screens towards the end of the ride. Some nice animatronics that were new. Yeah, it was I think it was a good, solid family ride. Yeah, lots of rides broken down throughout the park today. We didn't make it on Haunted Mansion. Actually, Haunted Mansion, Indiana Jones, and Pirates were all broken down at the same time, which made for a very hectic and crowded rest of the park as people fled Frontierland. I think that pretty much covers all the rides we did today. We may have missed one or two, but uh, we had a fantastic day from a ride standpoint. We did have lunch this afternoon at Pim's Test Kitchen, and let me tell you, it delivers on the food. It's I think Disney has really stepped up their game with some of these new lands and the restaurants. I think Ronto Roasters is amazing. Docking Bay 7 has some good food options, but Pim's Kitchen really stole the show today in terms of food. Sam, what was your favorite dish at Pim's Kitchen and what else did we try? Okay, so my favorite dish was... Well, it's my favorite savory dish was the chicken sandwich. I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically like a really large chicken cutlet on like a slider bun with some like coleslaw and sauces on it. So it's like this teeny tiny bun with this huge piece of chicken. It's pretty funny to look at. But it was delicious. That was my favorite on the savories. On the savory side, we also had uh, some tater tots. And we also had the pimnini, which is a panini sandwich. It's like a ham and cheese panini sandwich. And it had like some kind of spread on it. And you also dipped it in marinara sauce. That was also good. I will cover the sweet side for a second. So actually two things. One, we had, I tried the beer mimosa, which is a hefeweizen with orange juice. Sounds weird. Tastes great. So I would highly recommend it as a drink. It was fantastic. We also got a, I don't know what it was called, but it was basically the dessert option, which was an oversized candy bar that had busted out of its wrapper. It was amazing. We all loved it. Nathan ate several pieces. Sam ate several pieces. We ended up eating the whole thing, which I didn't think was going to happen. It was delicious. The one thing we didn't try is the oversized Bavarian pretzel. They have two versions of it. They have just a kind of a regular version that I think comes with some sort of dipping sauce. And then they have a buffalo version that's, you know, smothered in all kinds of stuff to make it spicy and hot. Yeah, I think there's some chicken on it. So uh, we didn't try that. Uh, It was going to be a little much for us to try all of that stuff. But What we did try was fantastic. I think the chicken sandwich was the star of the show. I think the beer mimosa was fantastic. And I think the candy bar, amazing. I want to talk about this candy bar for a second. There was a layer of brownie. There was a layer of nougat. There was a layer of caramel. There was a layer of peanut butter. And then it was like all covered in chocolate. It was basically like a Snickers plus peanut butter plus brownie. It was incredible. So we did also catch a couple shows today in Avengers Campus. We caught a Spider-Man show. Amazing. Um, A little bit of acrobatic stuff. And then posted a video in the Facebook group if you want to check that out. But you can watch Spider-Man leap between buildings, which I am curious how long the Disney lawyers are going to let him do that before they say no, because 
one misstep there, I think, leads to disaster in front of lots of little kids who will need counseling for life. But it was amazing to see, and I'm glad we caught it. We also caught Avengers Assemble, which is kind of a... It had, uh, at least this version, had Black Panther and Black Widow fighting off. I forget the name of the villain. He was a new villain. But basically, the, the villain could could copy the moves, learn the moves of their respective opponent and make it harder for them to be defeated. But in the end, the Avengers win. So it's it's a stunt show. There are other shows. There's a Doctor Strange show we haven't seen yet. We might try to catch that tomorrow. There was a Wakanda-themed show uh, that I think culminates with all the Avengers coming out in the land. But I, I don't know for sure. We didn't get a chance to catch it because we were on the move to take a little midday break. So caught some shows, ate some food, dinner tonight, Lamplight Lounge. Uh, <laughs> so we did message Lynn Testa, who we had on the show not long ago. And when we told him we had had dinner at Lamplight Lounge, he vehemently disagreed with our reviews of some of the food there, including the lobster nachos. But Sam, you still got the lobster nachos. So what did you think? Listen, are the lobster nachos the best food in all of Disneyland? No, absolutely not. However, they're decent and Lamplight Lounge only has like five or six options on their menu for dinner. And some of them are small bites. Uh, Only a few of them are actual like full meals. And for me, it was just really the one thing on the menu that sounded good. Nothing else on the menu really sounded good tonight. So I had the lobster nachos. Brian had the sliders that had like some kind of habanero sauce. And then Nathan just had a hamburger and french fries. Yeah, the sliders were pretty uninspiring. They had like a cheese bacon sauce on them. But one, I didn't think there was enough of that sauce on there. And two, they came with no sides. So it was basically three mini hamburgers. That was it. it. It's fine. I mean, that's fine as a meal. I ended up eating some of Nathan's fries and had a few of Sam's nachos as well. So, I mean, I'm I'm just doing fine on the food, food side of things. I think Lamplight Lounge really wins for me in atmosphere and kinetic energy and decoration. The art in there is amazing. And being able to sit out on Pixar Pier, hear the rides going, hear the kind of carnival atmosphere. I think that's where Lamplight Lounge really shines. So I, I think it's uh, it's good food. So we've eaten at Wine Country Trattoria and now Lamplight Lounge. And tomorrow night, we actually managed to snag a reservation over at Carthay Circle that's got a little bit of a different menu right now with some smaller bites that we wanted to try out. So we're going to try the Alfresco Carthay Circle tomorrow night. We'll let you know how that went. But a day of firsts, a lot of uh, good luck today. I think we might try for Web Slingers again tomorrow, although we're going to have to strategize on that because Nathan really wants to go back on Rise of the Resistance. And if we get a web slingers boarding pass in the morning and it's not called we have learned that uh, we can't hold two boarding passes at once so we if we get web slingers it has to get complete before noon or we'll not be able to uh to get a boarding pass on to rise so a little bit of strategy we'll have to figure out whether or not we're going to try to go for web slingers again by the way i have to say nathan killed it on web slingers today just destroyed it uh he improved our score from yesterday by over 100,000 points. He alone scored 285,000 points to our like 180,000 points respectively, essentially. So killed it. So fun ride for kids. Pro tip. Uh, so anyway, uh, we will be back tomorrow with more updates on our day three in the parks and uh, excited for one more day heading into the parks. Last day of our park tickets. So I'm going to make the most of it. I'm hoping to get on Space Mountain. I'm hoping to get on Haunted Mansion. Definitely hoping to get on uh, Guardians. And uh, yeah, maybe one more ride on Rise of the Resistance. We will see. So stay tuned. We'll be back. 
Hey everybody, we're back halfway through day three, our last day in the parks and started off yet once again with a successful Web Slingers boarding group this morning at 6.45 or actually at 7 a.m. We woke up at 6.45, but we have got the system down pat now and I will say the cellular connection in our room is blazingly fast. So I think it's been a big help for us getting Web Slingers boarding groups each morning. So got another Web Slingers boarding group and then we headed into Disney's California Adventure. And just a real quick tip from me, they don't have extra magic hours right now at the resort. However, the Grand Cal is at about 50% right now in terms of occupancy, and they are opening the back entrance, the dedicated Grand Cal entrance into Disney's California Adventure. It seems like about 45 minutes, half hour, 45 minutes early. And they are opening the main entrance at the same time, but they are still holding the crowds at the rope. So if you are staying at the Grand Cal and can go through the back entrance, you can make your way over to Pixar Pier as you would for an extra magic hour, but there's even fewer people right now doing that. And so that led us, uh, the rides are starting up, it seems like about 15, 20 minutes before park open. And so because of that, uh, Nathan and I were the first on Goofy Sky School this morning, the very first people to ride Goofy Sky School, and we got to ride it three times. So Nathan is now a frequent flyer aboard Goofy Sky School. Uh, didn't even have to get off, just kept riding through because there was really no one else on the ride, I think, except at one other party. So did Goofy Sky School to start. Sam, where did the two of you head after Goofy Sky School? Because I went over for another ride on Incredicoaster, just one last ride there. So first, while you guys were on Goofy Sky School, I did a mobile order at the Joffrey's Coffee Stand, kind of in the middle there on Pixar Pier. But you hate Joffrey's. <laughs> I know, but, you know, Starbucks lines in the morning are just too, too long. So I got us a, each a cold brew while you were on Goofy Sky School. And then I met you over at Goofy Sky School. And Nathan and I jumped on the Jumpin' Jellyfish, which is literally right across from Goofy Sky School. And we were the first people on that ride. Uh, we went on that once. And then Nathan was interested in going on the Golden Zephyr. I think we might have been the first people or maybe the second group on Golden Zephyr. So we did those two. And then we headed over to Toy Story Midway Mania to meet up with you. That's right. Foreman like Voltron over at Midway Mania and waited in just a tiny line there before we got on the ride. And yeah, had a blast on Midway Mania. I got Crazy Cat. You know, once again, I'm living in the Crazy Cat land. I got to figure out how to get my technique better so I can move beyond Crazy Cat. Nathan wants me to get to the bear level, which is the top level, which I don't know that I'll be able to do. But did Midway Mania, got off. And then we meandered through the park a little bit, took a little bit of a, a few minute break, I think. Um Watch the five and dime on the street there, which was nice to see the street performers coming back to Disneyland. They're not out on the street. They're kind of, you know, in the Carthay Circle area. They're standing in the, the middle median area on a stage, but just great to have this kind of street atmosphere back in California Adventure. Made our way down Buena Vista Street for the first time on this trip. We really had not had a reason to head down that way and stumbled on some cool Avengers and Disney Plus kind of stuff down there. So they had a setup where you could take a picture with Cap Shield and Wings from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And then they had a setup where you could take a picture like you were in the WandaVision family room like through a TV set. So that was kind of a cool picture opportunity. So a couple good picture opportunities back there. Otherwise, not much has changed on Buena Vista Street except that the waiting area for the Frozen show, since it's not running right now, is set up with tons of tables and chairs to catch overflow from Pim's test lab and Pim's test kitchen. So if you're looking for a spot to sit down and take a little break, there's lots of open tables and seating over there. And then we headed to, where do we go, Sam? Where, where did we head next? We headed into Avengers Campus. 
we were not quite ready for our boarding time for Web Slingers, but we headed over to Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. This was Nathan's first time on this ride. He had been on Tower of Terror once about two, maybe two and a half years ago, and he didn't like it, I think in part because of the drops, but it more so because of the spookiness. So we explained to him that this ride was not spooky, although it did have the drops and he was willing to take a try. Yeah, I was pretty he was pretty brave. I mean, you think about it, a, a five year old at the time going on Tower of Terror blew my mind. So I wasn't shocked that he didn't really like it. I'll say Tower of Terror is not my favorite ride. I prefer the Guardians version here at Disneyland uh, or at California Adventure. And so uh, I think the music and the show and the way that the ride bounces is better. And I think he enjoyed it. Uh, he was nervous. He was he was clearly he was shaking while we were doing some of the drops. But he said at the end, we got a solid, I might go back on. So when I asked him if he'd go back on, it was a solid maybe. So we may have him back on that ride the next time we're here. He's also suggested that he might be willing to give Coaster a try with me the next time we come. We'll see if that holds. It's a pretty daunting ride because you can see the whole mechanics of it from outside and you're going upside down. But I actually think he would enjoy it, uh, especially since he loves Goofy Sky School and he was okay with Guardians. So we'll see. After Guardians, we did head into Avengers Campus to wait for our Web Slingers boarding group to get called and did not take very long this morning for them to get through all the boarding groups. So we were on Web Slingers, I think around 1045-ish, maybe closer to 11. So we got on Web Slingers at about 11. And uh, before we did, Sam watched a new show that we didn't catch yesterday. So Sam, what was the show that you saw? So I watched Warriors of Wakanda, the disciplines of the Dora Milaje. So it was the Wakandan uh, general, the female uh, general, and she did kind of a demonstration and proud participation uh, showing you some different moves from Wakanda and talking to you about their philosophy. So that was actually really fun. I got a little clip of that on video, which we'll probably post in our Facebook feed and perhaps on other social media. But yeah, it was it was a really uh, one of those really fun, interactive crowd streetmosphere experiences. We've pretty much accomplished all the rides we want to accomplish in California Adventure. We do have to head back over there this evening. We have a, a reservation at Carthay Circle, as we mentioned. So we'll have dinner tonight. And then I think we might try to hop on uh, Radiator Springs Racers one last time for one last ride before we we call it an, an early night and maybe get a little extra rest this evening before our pool day tomorrow. But this afternoon, what we got on tap, we're hoping to hop into Disneyland Park. We picked up a Rise of the Resistance boarding pass. So that's two days in a row with double boarding pass days, which is fantastic. I uh, have the same boarding group from yesterday and Rise seems to be working a little bit better today. They're moving a little bit faster. So we're hoping to be on Rise of the Resistance this afternoon. I'm hoping to pick up a Ronto wrap finally. I, I deferred my lunch until later in the day so that I can get a Ronto wrap. And I want to go on... Um, Space Mountain, and also want to hit up the Haunted Mansion, which I haven't been on in a while. Sam is making motions to me like a Bavarian pretzel because she wants me to remember that uh, we did get a chance this time around for Avengers Campus. We got a snack. We got one of the l- super-sized Bavarian pretzels from Pim's Test Kitchen that comes with a cheese dipping sauce. It was good. It was, it was a Bavarian pretzel. Let's be real. There's nothing super special about it. Uh, Sam wants to give her, you her honest review. If you could see her motioning right now, she's insistent. Here is Sam's review of the Pim's Test Kitchen Bavarian pretzel. Okay, I need to review two things. One is the pretzel and one is the beer cheese. On the pretzel, I'm going to say it beats in flavor and texture. It beats a Mickey pretzel. And I'm a big Mickey pretzel fan. What? Yeah, the texture, it had a, a little bit more of a crusty outside, but not too hard like the ones over in the ones over in Epcot in Germany are too hard. This one was like the perfect consistency. This one had, like I said, a little bit of a, a crusty outside, but a nice uh, squishy inside. I don't believe you because... All food tastes better when it's Mickey shaped. That is the rule. We all know it's true. So I'm calling shenanigans. 
on the pretzel being better than the Mickey pretzel, but give the review of the cheese. On the cheese, I was a little underwhelmed. The cheese was not quite salty enough. It was uh, okay for a beer cheese, but I have to say that the little cup of fake cheese food that comes with the Mickey pretzel, I like better than this beer cheese. I disagree <laughs> strenuously because... The- the cheese for the pretzel at Pim's is like, it's made fresh cheese. It's it's actual cheese. No, Sam's taking her head, but it was clearly like actual melted cheese based on the consistency as opposed to the cheese processed food cup that one gets with the other pretzels that you peel the aluminum foil top off of and can and can stay fresh in any temperature here at Disney, apparently. Just sit there and be wrong in your wrongness. You're just wrong about this one, Bri. All right, we're going to take it to the listeners. Any listeners out there who have the Pim's? Extra large pretzel with the cheese. I want to know, do you like it better than the cheese food stuff that comes with the McKay pretzel? All right. With that, we're going to take a little break this afternoon before we head into Disneyland Park uh, this evening and try to catch uh, Space Mountain, Haunted Mansion, and of course, Rise with the Resistance. So we'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. It's time for our final update of the trip. It's our last day, third day afternoon. We had a pretty busy afternoon, actually. After we took a little break at the hotel, we headed into Disneyland Park. I went over and did Haunted Mansion while Sam and Nathan checked out Winnie the Pooh. I will say Haunted Mansion, good as it ever was. It's a classic ride, and I can't miss it anytime I come to Disneyland. So great ride. Love Haunted Mansion here. Uh, Sam, what did you and Nathan think of Winnie the Pooh? We always enjoy the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. It's just a classic ride, fun for the whole family, very non-scary, very enjoyable. It moves a little bit on a track and uh, it's real cute. We like it. We like the heffalumps. Well, after Winnie the Pooh and a little bit of Haunted Mansion, we met up at Ronto Roasters for the delicious, always delicious Ronto Wrap and a Tatooine Sunset. Sam, what did you think of the Ronto Wrap this time around? I love it always, so it never disappoints for me. I thought it was delicious. It was a little spicier than I remembered. I just, you know, I didn't get a Tatooine Sunset like you did. Um, I was drinking the remnants of a pink lemonade slushy that Nathan and I had picked up on Main Street on our way into the park that afternoon. And I just, I wish I had had a cool drink to have along with the Ronto wrap because it was just a little spicy uh, on the back end, but delicious as always. That's why the Tatooine Sunset makes for a perfect pairing with the Ronto wrap. And uh, after we hit up the Ronto Roasters, we weren't quite ready for our Rise of the Resistance boarding pass. Our group had not been called. So I headed over to Space Mountain to hit up one of my favorite rides. I think Space Mountain here at Disneyland is far superior to the one at Disney World, especially if they have the Hyperspace Mountain overlay, which they don't right now. Uh, But regardless, I think the two by two ride vehicle, as opposed to the single sort of bobsled style ride vehicle is a lot better. And the track here is much smoother. So anyway, had a great ride on Space Mountain, really enjoyed it. Sam, you and Nathan headed for Toontown, correct? What'd you do over in Toontown? Yeah, we headed over to Toontown town to check out what was going on over there. Uh, primarily, we were headed there to go on the Go Coaster, which is a primarily smaller kids roller coaster. It goes quite fast, though, for a kid coaster. And so we we went on that once. We also just kind of checked out the Toontown just by walking around, took some pictures in Mickey's car. Um, we did get to see quite a few characters around the park today. Um, you could not go up to them 
for the character experiences like you used to be able to. But lots of characters in Toontown, Mickey in front of his house, Minnie in front of her house, Donald up on his boat, Chip and Dale walking around at one point. Really lots of great character sightings today. Yeah, we also spotted Mickey and friends up at the front of the park by the train station wandering around. I think it was, was it today or yesterday that we saw, it was yesterday that we saw the evil witch outside the castle after we rode Snow White. Uh, This evening we saw several characters wandering around Buena Vista Street while we were having dinner. Uh, So lots of character sightings. I I really like this new character experience where they're just wandering around and you can wander up and take a selfie. I think it's faster. I think it's more fun. I think the characters can do fun things with that that they weren't doing before. So I kind of like it. I also am a big fan of the cavalcades right now. So we didn't spot any cavalcades here right now, but the character sightings were really cool. After we hit up Space Mountain and Toontown, we met up at the always fun It's a Small World After All. And so rode rode Small World at Disneyland. Sam, Small World never disappoints. It's a classic. What did you think? I don't know that a Disneyland trip or Disney World trip is complete without going to It's a Small World and getting that song stuck in your head. I'm, I'm I'm always up for it. Always enjoyable. I did really like that we saw just outside of It's a Small World, we saw Captain Hook, Peter Pan, and Wendy. And then oddly enough, they were joined by Jeannie and Moana. <laughs> the, the combination was a little strange, but it was nice to see five characters all in one place just outside of It's a Small World. After that, we headed back into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge because it was time to rise with the Resistance. And so, yet once again, Nathan was excited. We rode that Rise of the Resistance ride that makes uh, Rise of the Resistance and Web Slingers in the same day, two days in a row. So a lot of fun to ride Rise of the Resistance again. If you want to know how we got boarding passes for both rides, check out our live video that we posted the recording of in our Facebook group and on YouTube. But great to be on Rise of the Resistance. It's a great ride. It's quality ride never never misses after that we uh we left star wars galaxy's edge and we headed to a ride that is near and dear to my heart it brings back only good memories from when i was a kid uh the enchanted tiki room we did end up enjoying a dole whip and a dole whip float as always the tiki room was a lot of fun i I love the tiki room i think it's a great little show i hope they never get rid of it even if they end up changing it at some point i hope they never get rid of it fully after that we exited the park hopped over to california adventure because we had dinner reservations at carthay circle Al Fresco Dining, not the regular Carthay Circle. That's not open yet, but Al Fresco Dining is open. Sam, a little bit different menu for Carthay Circle tonight. What would you think? I will say that other than some of the really interesting things we had at Pim's Test Kitchen over the last couple of days, this was my favorite dining experience of the trip. Not the lobster nachos. I hope Lynn is listening right now. Lynn Testa. We went to Lamplight Lounge. Sam, against your advice again, got the lobster nachos. Thank God she enjoyed Carthay Circle more. Keep going, Sam. What did you like about Carthay Circle? Okay, so the one thing I don't love is that it's mostly small plates. So this is a uh, this is a double-edged sword, right? So the good is that you can taste a bunch of different things. The bad is you don't get really like a bigger portion of something that you really like. And you also, uh, it's more sort of to share than getting your own entree. So the dishes that we decided to get were for Nathan. We got him one of the kids meals, which was a pasta, orchiette pasta with marinara sauce. And it came with a little bowl of grapes and oranges. The pasta was actually pretty good for you and I, Brian. We got uh, a mixture of things. We got two of the smaller plates and one of the things that they called an entree, although I would call that just a slightly bigger small plate. 
portion sizes were definitely on the small side. But the two small plates that we got, one was a duck confit empanada uh, that was quite good. It came with two sauces. One was kind of a mole sauce and the other was kind of a, a green salsa, I would call it. I think they described it as like a mint pineapple chutney of some sort. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And then the second small dish, which was my favorite of the three dishes we got, were the, it was a beef taco dish, but it had like a, I want to say like a soy kind of flavor. I was like, they, they were Korean street tacos is what they were called. So yes, they were, they weren't Mexican style tacos. They were Korean beef in a taco. And so that's where the, the soy glaze, the sweet teriyaki style kind of thing came in. Yeah. It was delicious. And then the third dish we got was a miso glazed uh, catch of the day, which happened to be a sea bass over some asparagus in kind of a chili oil sauce, uh, a citrusy chili oil sauce. It was that was delicious. I just wish that the portion of that was a little bigger because that was supposed to be a main. Yeah. You know, I'll disagree with Sam on portions here. I think that the portions were appropriate for like Carthay Circle is supposed to be fine dining in California Adventure. So if you think about fine dining portions, I thought the fine dining portion was probably about right we end up getting two small plates and one larger plate to share and i thought that was pretty decent i actually thought the small plates were fairly big portions for small tapas style appetizer plates so i thought it worked out well i think you get away with four of those small plates maybe two and two entrees if you wanted to you know really fill up we ended up getting a cheese platter for dessert but before we get there i should say we also ordered some lovely martinis i just had a regular classic martini with some blue cheese olives and a second round of that martini dirty uh, but Sam had a pear martini, I believe it was. And inquiring minds want to know, was the double pear martini any good? It was delicious. It was on the strong side for sure. It had two different kinds of pear vodka, I believe, in it and some pear puree and I don't know what, but it was delicious. And then it had like a some kind of actual pear in it that was just fantastic. Delicious drink. Uh, I'll say the cheese board for dessert was good. It wasn't anything special. It had a goat cheese, a manchego, blue cheese, and a brie. You know, there's some chutneys and some dried fruits and nuts. It is a standard kind of cheese board. It was good for us. We enjoy cheese as a dessert, so it was good. After that, we decided to hit up a couple more rides post-dinner before we called it a day in the parks. We went over and did Radiator Springs Racers, which never disappoints. Good ride. Solid attraction here at Disney's California Adventure. Uh, and then my son wanted to go on Goofy Sky School one more time to round out the day, which was a great ride. We loved it. We had a fun time. Did catch a number of iPhones on the side of the track, so be careful with those phones on that ride. Apparently, it's a phone eater. Uh, and then we decided to do Soren one more time. I will say Sam did not have us hold out for row B1. So we were in row A3, I guess it was. Uh, pro tip for those of you on Soren who don't know, B1 is viewed as the premier row. Although, Sam, you learned a little bit about Soren and found out that the Imagineers did not test the ride on B1. That actually the best seating from the Imagineers perspective is... B2 is actually uh, the exact center of the screen. And so that's how the Imagineers tested it. I remember chatting with a cast member who was telling me the folks from Tokyo Disney were here in California testing the ride for bringing it to Tokyo Disney. And they sat in B2 because that is apparently the optimum viewing spot. What they don't tell you, though, is in row B2, if you have a full ride, you've got dangling feet in your eyesight, which is really the case if you're in 
any of the rows two and three, either in A, B, or C, you've got feet above you. Whereas if you're in row one of A, B, or C, you have no feet above you. And so it's a little bit more of a immersive experience. But B is the best because you're center. A and C, you're off to the sides. And so things can uh, get a little crooked, wonky looking. Yeah. So finish out the day with Soren. Wish it had been Soren over California, but it was Soren around the world. So with that, we wrapped up our day, headed back to the hotel. And uh, tomorrow's a departure day for us. So we're making it a pool day. We don't have park tickets tomorrow. I miss my annual pass more than you can know. Uh, but we're going to spend a day by the Grand California pool. We've got a pod, which is the equivalent of a cabana only for three people. And it lacks a TV and a fan, which we can live without tomorrow. So we're going to spend the day by the pool, grab a little breakfast at Storytellers tomorrow morning. So that's going to do it for us for our review of the parks and Avengers Campus. We might do a little show tomorrow uh, as a bonus episode around our pool day and Storytellers Cafe if there's enough there to actually bring out to you, our listeners. But it's going to be a pretty lazy day for us, just a family day to relax and recharge as we head back to Seattle. And uh, we won't be back to Disneyland for quite a while at this point. We're eyeing maybe Christmas time or January or both, but won't be back to Disneyland in the near future. So excited to hear what happens with the park while we're away. But it was a great trip and uh, we really enjoyed it. Sam, any final thoughts to share about uh, our trip to Disneyland before we sign off? Just that Disneyland and Disney World are not relaxing like a Disney cruise. <laughs> Although Disneyland more so. I think we we had a much more relaxing vacation at Disneyland than we would have at Disney World. We, we weren't on a go, 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 go. We were just doing rides as we could. We managed to do all of the attractions we wanted across three days. So I think Disneyland remains the more relaxing of the vacations amongst the two parks here in the U.S., but I agree. Nothing beats a Disney cruise. So with that, DCL Duo is going to sign off from DCL Duo Recording Headquarters at the Grand Californian on the balcony outside of our room as the sun sets over downtown Disney. It's a gorgeous sunset. Wish you guys were here. Thanks for listening and thanks for following along on our trip. See you next time. Well, I hope you enjoyed our trip report and reviews from our time at Disneyland this past weekend and checking out Avengers Campus. Uh, it was a blast. We had a great trip. We'd love to hear feedback on the format of this show. We did it as more of a live trip log than a structured show. And so I hope you enjoy getting our thoughts in real time as we experience some of the new things at Disneyland and the time with our son and had a good time. So anyway, let us know your thoughts if you like the format of the show for our trip reports, because we've got a lot more travel coming up here in the next few months as travel seems to be returning to the U.S once again. So with that, I do have another five-star review I wanted to read on the air this week. This one comes from Marzadog, who writes, Dynamic Duo. It's a given that Sam and Brian are as knowledgeable as you can be about DCL and cruising in general. What sets them apart, however, is their genuine enthusiasm and excitement about sharing their experiences and those of their guests with their listeners. They have a way of really making you excited for whatever adventures await you. Whether you're a Disney history buff, cruiser, adult, or teen, anyone interested in Disney and DCL will love DCL Duo. Well, thank you, Marzadog. That's great. We really appreciate the feedback we love all of our listeners and love getting the feedback from each and every one of you and reading it on the air when we can. So I encourage you to keep leaving those reviews so we can read them and share them. As always, thanks for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. Please also leave us those five-star reviews at Apple Podcasts. They're really helpful in connecting with you, our listeners, and hearing your feedback. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also head over to Facebook and 
join our DCL Duo vlog and podcast Facebook community to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. You can also head over to the DCL Duo channel on YouTube for even more great content. Just browse to youtube.com slash DCL Duo. If you'd like to support the show, please either head over to touringplans.com slash travel to book your next fabulous vacation, Disney or otherwise, and let them know the DCL Duo sent you, or browse over to patreon.com slash DCL Duo and select one of our support tiers. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Walt Disney Company, or the Walt Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.